Hello, and welcome to another episode of Future of Tax, the KPMG podcast series for multinational tax leaders. With environmental, social and governance, or ESG, rising on leadership agendas globally, tax practices and corporate governance are becoming critical ESG measures, with tax transparency often being used as a key metric for demonstrating a responsible attitude towards tax. In today's episode, David Linky, Global Head of Tax and Legal Services at KPMG International, sits down with Olivia Tortelou, Deputy Group Tax Director for AXA, to discuss a real-life tax department case study in action, how the function is responding to the challenges and opportunities of the current landscape, and how it's evolving within a responsible tax framework. I expect we've got a lot to cover over a short period of time, so with that, David, over to you. Olivier, thank you for being here today and sharing your insights. We're, of course, going to delve into um, you know, matters on your agenda and responsible tax and your experience in particular about bringing those to life within AXA. But first, wh- why don't you um, tell our audience today a bit more about your background and your current role? Sure. Hi, David. Uh, thank you for, for your invite a pleasure to be with you today it's a pity we are not either in paris or in london so yes i'm, I'm the deputy head at axa level in charge of uh, managing all tax topics of such a, a big group i just celebrated my my 10th year anniversary with axa uh, so maybe just a small a few words on access so global tax community around 170 people split it over roughly 12 countries, uh, AXA being present in more than 60, 65 countries, with a central team which is limited to 11 people. We have a more uh, kind of decentralized model, mainly based on generalists, probably less specialist people at group level. So in terms of background, um, I studied as a lawyer, because you may know that in France to be a tax consultant, it's quite usual to go to the bar exam. Mm. as some other countries. So I started in, in Archibald Anderson uh, in Paris, uh, then moved to Clifford Chance, still in Paris. And then I joined the, the wonderful world of the in-house um, tax world, uh, starting in the oil and gas industry first, and then spent nearly nine years uh, in GE, in various tax positions, always in in G Capital, which was existing at that time. It was a very interesting uh, company for tax guy because tax was extremely well valued within a US company like like GE. Um, And so, yeah, it's nearly 25 years I'm in the tax world. Um, I I, I enjoy tax. I think it it brings challenge nearly every day. Uh, We have a lot of topics coming and you can see that even in the recent days with all the OECD initiatives, but we'll talk a bit more about that later in the discussion. One of the things that continually comes up, Olivier, is the pace of change. And I think you and I have clearly been involved in the tax profession for long enough to see some incredible change throughout our careers. And I was wondering, you know, what are the key changes that you've seen? What what are some of the remarkable changes that we're potentially going to see over the next few years as well? Because I think given the length of your experience, you know, and the depth of your understanding, your perspective on those things will be really valuable for, for our audience. Sure. So I think 
before maybe talking about tax trends, I think one obvious trend, which I think we feel every day in our life, that time has nearly disappeared. We, are, we, have to, we have to react more and more quickly to more and more complex topics. Um, and that's, that's something you need to live with, but it's not always easy. And I think the, the acceleration of, of time has, has just increased over time so significantly. Then in terms of tax trends, I think obviously automatization and digitalization of the tax function has been growing quite significantly over the recent past. And, I, and I, I'm quite convinced it will continue in the, in the near future. I think transfer pricing has became over the recent years the top priority everywhere. You can see that it's on the, the top of the agenda of nearly every tax authority in the world. And while we are not getting TP questions in some countries, even maybe five or ten years ago, now it's really on the top of the agenda, so it's, it's everywhere. I would say then more and more importance on the tax transparency and on the need to communicate about tax, uh, which was probably up to recent past seen as a kind of complete black box. Uh, I think now there is a, an obvious need to open the black box and to explain what is in the black box. So there is a, an increasing trend over, uh, yes, tax transparency, tax communication. In some countries, I'm talking from France, but I know it's not only the, the only one, there is an obvious uh, trend of criminalization of the tax function. We have more and more uh, a border be between criminal aspects and tax topics, which is getting tighter and tighter, with the risk to get, I would say, criminal dimension in our activities, which is increasing. So for, for, for us, I think it should be something which is important to have in our mind when we, when we work and when we take some positions on potential planning or whatever. And then the last trend, which is probably more in terms of profile, I feel more and more the importance of non-technical skills. I think we are living in a world where our expect expertise is seen as a kind of given. But what makes, in my view, the difference is the non-technical skills of our job. We need to improve this and uh, recruit people who have an ability to communicate, to be synthetic, to be pedagogic on tax topics, and to be pragmatic. I think it makes a difference. You can be the, the best expert in the world if you are not in a position to be understood by your clients, internal or external, it's, it's just a failure. And so the non-technical skills of our job is, in my view, getting more and more important over the recent past, and this trend will continue in the future. Yeah, there's, there's a bit in that, Olivier, and, and I wonder if I can pick up on, um, on a couple of aspects of that, because mm -hmm. um, you, you talked about complexity in communication. And then you use three words, pedagogic, uh, practical or pragmatic in your language in synthetic. Can I start with what, what do you mean by synthetic? Well, synthetic means that you can see obviously that in an organization like AXA, but I'm, I'm sure it's the same everywhere, uh, an email of more than 10 lines 
is not going to be read by the by the top management. So you need to be in a position to express the complex matters in a very simple terms and in a short way, which is far from being easy. Um, people have a kind of obvious synthetic skills people don't have, but this is something we need all to work on because otherwise, even if all the work that has been done behind a, a topic is great, if at the end the delivery is poor, I think it's just a failure. So my synthetic is, is, a, is again, an ability to express clearly and shortly things. Okay, I, I understand that. So, um, so it needs to be quality advice that's understandable. And, and really what you're talking about there is distilling really complex matters quite simply for non-tax mm, professionals. Absolutely. So, so I understand. I think I understand what you mean by pragmatic as well, Olivier. Because what I take from that is, you know, you can't end up with hypothetical advice that can't be implemented. You need a practical way through things, which I, which I understand. What did you mean by pedagogic, though? Well, I think pedagogic comes as well with a bit simplicity. I mean, in my view, we need to be understood by people for which tax is not their expertise. Um, and we have to teach and to explain some, I would say, basics on the, ta on the, on the tax environment. I, I think there is an appetite from, for instance, my clients within AXA to understand better tax and to learn around tax. Of course, we should not go in all the details of our day-to-day -day topics, but I think we have, um, we have a kind of teaching trend that we should continue over time. And for instance, I try on my side to sometimes have some lunch and learn with some other teams to just a bit explain a bit what we do in tax and maybe just explain a bit our basics and see their reactions, maybe the questions they can have. And so pedagogic means, yeah, kind of teaching, if I can say it like this. Yeah, it sort of comes back to that point you made earlier that tax is often a black box Mm -hmm. and and education um, of of non-tax professionals within a corporate environment is really important. So I, I understand what you what you're saying. It's actually an important skill for tax professionals these days. So I, I think one of the questions that continually comes up, Olivier, is and and we'll get to the ESG agenda and transparency and that at the moment, um, you know later in the conversation. But one of the one of the questions that continually, is put to me, well, you know, we have to educate um, the NGO sector, you know, the government sector about some of the tax issues, which are actually quite complex that we're facing. And and often the response of some of those particular parties to transparency reports or other tax matters that are in the public domain are quite um, reactive, perhaps, mm -hmm. and don't understand the full context. Mm -hmm. Talk to me a bit about that, because I think that's an important education aspect as well. Yeah, I think I think first it's it's quite easy to say wrong things around tax and, mm -hmm. and understand or I would say um, try to communicate on tax matters is good. But first, you need to understand what you're talking about. For instance, what what exactly is an effective tax rate versus cash tax? Mm -hmm. She's different but when you are when you are not in a, a kind of expert um it's very easy to say wrong things and to say well axa has not paid enough tax in this country because i, I can see that the cash tax paid is very limited so i think there is a clearly need of education 
And this is why I'm saying that sometimes we need to, again, step back a little bit and before jumping in all the details, explain to people what exactly we're talking about. You're right that NGOs and, and publics are, are raising a lot of questions around tax. Uh, in AXA, we have tried to develop over time our transparency on our tax footprint. Uh, you can, of course, still improve. Um, but we have tried, for instance, in our tax transparency report, we have a few pages on, on some definitions and some very basic explanation on, on some concept. Like, for instance, what is transfer pricing? Which is maybe for us quite quite uh, obvious, but for a lot of people, they don't know what transfer pricing is. So just explain a bit the, the basic of transfer pricing. Same on effective tax rate. I think we have, we have a need to before jumping in the details and trying to justify some position, whatever, just explain again the, the, the main principles and the basics. Well, while you're on transparency, um, Olivia, maybe we can talk about the journey um, that, that AXA has been on in terms of transparency, but also responsible tax um, in, in terms of your organisation. And I'd be interested in how that journey has has emerged over time, how its emphasis has grown over time, and just your perspective on that. Okay, so, so I think my, my, my journey within AXA has been quite parallel with the journey in tax, in tax transparency and, and responsible tax. When I joined AXA 10 years ago, there was nearly nothing on, on that topic. When I say nothing, there was no uh, tax policy or tax strategy, which was public. So we started with that, uh, with in, in, I would say, drafting uh, and agreeing on, okay, tax strategy and tax policy, which has been rendered public for the first time in 2015. We agreed as well on the tax code of ethics with all our head of tax on how we should, I would say, interact uh, with tax authorities in our in all the jurisdictions and, and, and the main ethical principle we should follow in our day-to-day -day activities. And then we move to a, a tax transparency report where we disclose, I would say, most of our tax footprint. When I say most, it's because considering the size of the group and the number of countries we are in, we have not decided to immediately move to a full country-by-country country reporting being mm -hmm. public. Of course, we are satisfying the country-by-country, country, but it's not public today. Uh, but in the tax transparency report, we disclose 90% of our tax footprint, capturing all the key jurisdictions where, where AXA is present. So why, why we have done this? I think it was quite obvious that tax was becoming a key part of the more global ESG policy of the group. Mm -hmm. AXA is really uh, on the top of the ESG um, policy. We are the second world responsible insurer. We're getting as well more and more questions from NGOs, from investors. And so we needed to, I would say, improve our, our position. So I think we, and, and maybe last point is that you may have seen that AXA has acquired quite recently a group which is based in Bermuda. And obvious, that is as well raising some questions and some need to a bit explain uh, this, why some groups are present in Bermuda, why the reinsurance market is mainly based in Bermuda. You, you, you have again to teach and to explain. So 
I think all this was taken into account to, um, yeah, again, improve our our global tax transparency and tax communication. You spoke in that particular response about the you know the global ESG policy of the group, Olivia, and I'm interested in how you got the buy-in of leadership and and had those conversations with leadership about the importance of tax in that ESG agenda. And the and the reason I'm asking that is. I think, um, you know, a lot of our corporates, when they talk about ESG agenda, they think about carbon footprint and and they, you know, they think about, um, you know, governance and, um, you know, labour laws and, and, and you know, regulations on, on um, you know, slave labour and those type of matters. And so how did you um, have those conversations and get the buy-in with leadership within AXA is, is an issue I'm really interested in because clearly tax and your transparency report is a key element of what the company is doing in terms of its ESG agenda. Yeah, so on that, maybe I will have a question for you. But so uh, the, the way uh, we have, I would say, uh, moved in that direction is that we, of course, have some discussion with our management. We have discussed the content of the tax transparency report with the group CFO, as well with uh, with other key stakeholders like investor relations, uh, like communication. Probably, and that's maybe a question I have for you, is that what do you see in your clients in terms of connection with the board? Mm-hmm. Because, because at AXA, for instance, we have still not reached this uh, level. Uh, we have discussions with some board members, but there is not a kind of complete presentation of the transparency report. I'm interested to be hear what you see in terms yeah. of the trend with, with your clients on that. I think a couple of things are happening. I think a key change was in um, was in September last year, Olivier, when the World Economic Forum put out its principles for um, you know responsible stakeholder capitalism, and there was tax um, there was a tax disclosure under those principles, and I think that was not not a not only important globally, but it was important in particular for um, the American corporates. Seen. So I think I think that um, that particular issue came on the C-suite agenda and the board agenda at that time. Mm-hmm. And I also think you've seen some movements in Europe recently in terms of the political agreement on, you know, um, public country by country reporting for major organisations. And I think I think there's an acknowledgement now by boards. I think it's been it's been there from in terms of the C-suite for quite a while, but now by boards that there's reputational issues as well from tax matters globally, okay? And so I think what I tend to see, Olivier, is that at appropriate times, whether that's, you know, every every six months, you know, the head of tax would um, have a slot on the board agenda just to talk about um, matters of controversy that have arisen, matters of reform or policy changes that have occurred or are emerging that impact the business, I think how you how that particular uh, company is thinking about its transparency report going forward, you know, and what what are the changes, you know, what what's what's best practice now that's emerged from other entities over the last six months, and therefore how should we think about it? And I think this is all tied up in that reputational issue, okay. you know, that that in a sense boards are are increasingly focused on, um, and so that's what I'm tending to see in terms of the discussions I have with clients. Yeah, we we had that 
uh, within Exa on, on the controversy side. So we have we are making a kind of regular update on the on the key tax litigations or the key tax updates like the OECD projects, where we presented to the board what it may mean for the group, but not yet on the tax transparency discussion. You you, you and I spoke about um, you know the the companies. Um, you know, engagement with the ESG agenda and its alignment with the tax. But what, what I'm really interested in, Olivia, is what's your advice to other tax professionals that are embarking on that same journey, that are only now thinking about, um, you know, a responsible tax framework or or how tax fits in with that company's ESG agenda? Well, I, I will say, uh, as, we, as we said previously, I mean, we should not be shy to open the black box. So in my view... Opening the black box is not only necessary, but I think it's it's a requirement. And so we should stop, continue to believe that it's better not to communicate on tax and to keep it our expertise for ourselves. So I think there is no reason not to do it. But as I said, I think the opening of the black box should come with education, with explanation, and with that I would say reasonable time to again not go too quick. I think it's go it's good to go a bit step by step. For me, it's obvious we sh- this trend will continue to improve over the next uh, years, um, but it should come with more education on tax matters um, and again pedagogy on tax topics, uh, because otherwise it can be a bit uh, not dangerous. Maybe it's not the right word, but I'm. I think the wrong communication or kind of too quick opening of the black box will come with more difficulties. So I think <laughs> it, should, it should be it should be done in a proper way, mm. like this. Yeah, from from my discussions with you today, but also previously, Olivia, you're clearly personally invested in this area. And one of the things you spoke about was the skills of, you know, the modern tax professional. And I, and I wonder how, how do you bring um, or how do you skill up up and coming talent to to think about these big policy issues that we'll face? Well, I think for, for the new joiners, this is something they have in mind quite immediately because uh, it's, it's quite obvious for them that the company like AXA or others should be, I would say, the, uh, a fair citizen and should contribute its fair, fair parts to the society. So they have, I would say, quite immediate reactions on that. And for them, it's quite a given that we should be strong in this area. What is interesting then is that you can have a kind of yeah, different profile uh, with people who are much more interested than probably past profiles in this area, um, with an ability to communicate um, much easier with some other teams, on that kind of topic. So uh, I think it's very easy to attract people there because um, it's an interesting topic. It's a topic with a lot of visibility uh, where you will interact with a lot of teams, at least internally. Um, and so it's not it's not difficult to bring resources on, on that topic, of course, subject to budget aspects. It's, um, yeah, it's a good point and a good perspective. Um, just before we finish up, I would like to, to, to just pick your brain on one issue, Olivia, because I think you spoke about challenging careers, and I think you and I would agree that given the reform issues and what's on the tax agenda over the next few years, it's going to be quite an interesting and challenging time. 
and and I'm I'm particularly um, just would like your perspective on some of the emerging tax issues now that are, that you're thinking about. You know, so we've got pillar one and pillar two. You know, we've got perhaps less relevant in your industry, but we've got carbon, you know, the Green Deal in the EU and carbon border adjustment mechanisms. And we also have country by country reporting. So it'd be good if I, if we could just get your perspective on, on how you're thinking about some of those issues that are emerging. So, so as you said, you can have, I would say, uh, specific issues connected to the financial industry and maybe broader ones. So on, on the broader ones, Obviously, uh, pillar one and pillar two would be a key topic for the years to come, even it's probably too early to say exactly where we land. It will have an impact, not only a financial impact for groups like AXA, but it would have an impact on the way we should get organized, potential need of new resources, potential need of different profiles, mm. uh, where the tax accounting uh, would probably get an even bigger uh, part of the tax team. Uh, so for me, it's obviously one of the of the key topic of the months, years to come. I guess the, 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 the pressure on tax transparency and communication tax topics will continue and will continue to grow. I don't see that as declining in the coming years, on the contrary. And so for me, all what we just shared will continue to be extremely important. Then on the on the maybe more specific topics around financial industry, probably indirect tax and potentially mm -hmm. direct reform of indirect tax. There are a lot of ongoing discussions around VAT in Europe, which is, as you know, on the financial industry, extremely important. So that's as well um, a key thing. And then I continue to believe that the the, the, the right profile in terms of resources remain, remain, remains a key challenge for all teams. I think the crisis has brought the, the, uh, gave us the opportunity to be think on our weakness and our strengths. It has obviously challenged our organization deeply and will continue. And so we need to take the time to think, do we have the right resources mm. and do we have the right skill in the, in the teams? Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a topic um, that you regularly come back to in terms of the the new skill set required to navigate all those issues. In fact, Olivia, you'll you'll appreciate this. One of my um, one of one of my senior partners said to me today that given given those matters on the tax reform agenda globally, the next five years will be a challenging time to be in uh, in the tax profession. So, um, look, I want yeah. to thank you, Olivia, for your time today. I think it's been a really interesting conversation and we've traversed a lot of issues. You're welcome. Thank you very much. You know, I, I just wanted to, uh, I'm sure you know it, but uh, there is a quote from Churchill I like, which say that the pessimists see a difficulty in every opportunity and the optimists see an opportunity in every difficulty. <laughs> and for me, it's a, it's a good thing because I think the current period is, even if it's extremely difficult for all of us, I think we should try to remain optimistic. What is really good and I would say pleasant for tax people is that we will not miss work. Work will continue to increase. There, is, there are a lot of new demands on the tax side. And so we should feel strong uh, being in tax. Thank you. Thank you very much, Olivia. Thank and I look forward much. to catching up shortly. Thank you for your time. David and Olivia, on behalf of our listeners, I'd like to thank you for joining us on the podcast today. It's been really interesting to hear about tax responsibility from a client perspective 
and to be able to dive deeper into the initiatives that AXA has undertaken in relation to tax responsibility. Join us again next time and please feel free to email us with any questions or suggestions for future topics you'd like to hear more about at tax at kpmg.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.